You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Thank you. 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. 
We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time For an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com and I am your host Baba Oshi Hotep family hope everything is well with you today hope you're going to have a good day today get a chance to do all the things you want to do should do, can do, will do will do, that's the key will, the will and the will to do it and I hope the weather will be accommodating for you to do it but if it ain't you're going to do it anyway because it's got to be done. And you don't procrastinate. Handle that business, family. Right on. 
This is the African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there you will see programs that are dated and titled. <clears throat> you also can use the, um, the um, shortcut. Yeah, that's right. Whatever search engine you might use, put the in the search. Put the put <laughs> put time for in, But you put African perspectives in the search. Hit hit babaoshi.net. Put babaoshi.net in the search. Get it right, Oshi. And and then there will be programs the same thing that are dated and entitled babaoshi.net. Whew. Man, see, you know, I'm looking at something else and I'm trying to, yeah, I can't multitask like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is African Perspective. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Other program we have here is Time for an Awakening this evening from 8 until with um, Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And then on Sunday, once again, 7 p.m., Time for an Awakening brother Elliot and brother Richard and of course the number to call is 215-490-9832 215-490-9832 we buy black we buy black the largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses is webuyblack.com brothers and sisters get everything you need from American African owned businesses webuyblack.com because if we don't who will these brothers and sisters of webuyblack.com as They've been for years now, years. This is ridiculous, family. It's ridiculous. Please, go to We Buy Black. Encourage others to do so. Donate the money, whatever. If you can afford $50, whatever it is, $10, I don't give a damn. The the more of us that do that, the the sooner. They need $1.3 million. Last I heard, they had $300,000. You see how far away that is. To develop a supermarket. Atlanta, this so-called Wakanda, not, doesn't even have a supermarket. We don't even have a damn convenience, service station convenience store in the city. I think they have one in the county. Brothers and sisters, not, this is not a, just Atlanta issue. It is us as African people. So I'm asking you to go to webuyblack.com and make your donations and make your donation to um having a supermarket in Atlanta because once it's here and uh, your city could be next and another one and another one and another one let's make it happen Africa for the Africans Africa for the Africans brother Bamani Tayemba you know he's been taking our people he's taking our people to um, Ghana stop it taking our people to Ghana May 24th that's next week to June 5th taking our people to Ghana and then uh, July 20th to the 30th to Rwanda. Then November 16th to the 27th, Tanzania. Then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azenia. And then March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. And this and then uh, 
July 11th to the 23rd, Ghana. And then November 21st to December 2nd, 2024, going to Kemet. And he's added another trip that he's scheduled, and that's uh, to Senegal and Gambia. And that's April 1st to April 11th, 2025. And all of these trips are either 4,200 to 4,400. And of course, you can go on the website, learn how to buy land, learn how to invest in Africa, learn how to repatriate. Uh, also, the, the, the Pan-African city that is in, I can't pronounce the, uh, the word in Ghana. You know, but everything is there for you. And of course, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bamani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bamani 2007 Africa for the Africans.org. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated.org. And of course, they have the Organic Fest Saturday next month, June 24th from noon to 8 p.m. For, for, excuse me, for, <coughs> Excuse me, 477 Windsor Street in Atlanta, 30321. 477 Windsor Street in Atlanta. And of course, they're going to have uh, garden workshops, uh, children's corner, holistic food vendors, live music, entertainment, all kinds of good stuff. And of course, Habashaw, they have the programs that are here, the Habashaw Works Program, Black to Our Roots, Golden Growers, Sustainable Seeds, Urban Green Jobs. And of course, the Kashi Project that was unveiled in Ghana back in October, and it's beautiful. So go to the website, AfricaHabashawIncorporated.org. HabashawIncorporated.org. So, what's next? Ah, I know what's next. Ledge, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Brother, uh, sisters, Brother Peter Brown has uh, four, has 12 projects going on in six different countries with over 170 employed and over 260 members. Be a member of the Ledge Group. Of course, you know they deal in the four areas for, of human necessity, human essential, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. Okay? Go check out the Ledge Group, ledgegroup.com. Bibi Atumi. Bibi Atumi is having their conference uh, in July. <clears throat> it's the first African Power Conference the first annual Abibi Atumi Conference on African Power, whereby convened for the purpose of mapping and strategies, tactics, techniques, and formations that lead to the effective and successful implementation of the once and for all solution to the biggest problem on the planet. And that is how to develop African unity. Because when you have African unity, you will have power. And, and what power is, power is not money. Power is not politics. Power is not fucking, excuse me, I'm sorry. Power is not voting. Power ain't none of that. Especially in this system. We will never have power in this system. Power is the ability to define reality. Caucasians have defined reality. And, and we cannot define reality in theirs. It never works. It won't work. So July 7th through the 9th, they have this conference. The areas that they're going to deal with are educational, military, institutional, economic, agricultural, technological, family, community, and nation. That's Abibia Toomey. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com. Abibia Toomey dot com. It's my pharmacy. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. It's dot com. Contact Brother Jabril at 770-765-7700. 
770-765-7751. You also can email him at smypharmacy at gmail. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. He can develop a plan for you. Get off those painkillers, off those prescription opioids and everything like that. So do it, family. Empowering communities. That's what the Moses Wesson's Foundation is about. And the clean water. The atmospheric water generating AWG. The AWG, atmospheric water generating technology that is perfected. The Brother Moses West Foundation. Brothers and sisters, go. They've changed the website. It's more inclusive, giving more information. And of course, you know, they got the project going on in Jackson, Mississippi. So I'm saying to you, brothers and sisters, support the Moses West Foundation. Read the information, spread the word. All right. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End here in Atlanta, right across the street from Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. They serve delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and pastries and all kinds of good stuff. Tomorrow and Sunday, vegan dishes will be served. Okay? If you want to check out Wadada's, 878 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard. 878 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard. And of course, give them a call at 404 444 1635. 404 444 1635. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Um, Mamba Bayina will be at the Medu Bookstore. And, uh, Got to make sure I get that information to you because that is the point, very important, you know. And uh, let me see that information is today. That's right, she'll be there today on Malcolm's birthday. And that is, and that's from 5 to 6.30 this evening. I will be there. And of course, she's written two books, one on the sheroes of the Haitian Revolution and one on Jean-Jacques. Dessalines, who I've come to be the the real hero of the 1804, you know, because Toussaint L'Overture, who we give a lot of credit to, but his ass went to Paris thinking he could talk to these crackers about this, that, or the other. They imprisoned his ass and eventually killed him. So Jean-Jacques Dessalines, Mama Bayino Bello, today at the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall from 5 to 6.30. And, of course, you can give Mama Nia a call at 404-346-3263, 404-346-3623. The other bookstore we deal with, of course, is the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore, Brother Gazimde Ajamu uh, in, in Lithonia, east of here. Just go I-20 east, take exit 74, make a left. About a mile up the road is the new, excuse me, not the new, his Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar, serving some of the delicious African coffees. And my favorite, of course, is Cameroon Boyo. So give him a call at 770-305-6373. That's 770-305-6373. Jump back in your car, head west, I mean, excuse me, head south, and then make a left to head east. The next exit is exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Make a right, three lights, make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market family. So, check those out. <clears throat> us Lifting Us, the Economic Development Cooperative for Our People, their Thursday night broadcast last night went off well. It's from 9 to 10. 
9 to 10 on Blog Talk Radio. Go to, on your computer, go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. The name of the program is Dare to Win. If you want to call to give questions, comments, or concerns, or just to listen, dial 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us. Brother Abija with the Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. For more information, give Brother Abija a call at 478-256-1166. 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, Macon, Georgia. <clears throat> Sun got a sense. Sun got a sense. Your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia, inside the International Discount Mall, Booth 225. For more information, contact my sister, Shelly Hammonset at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sister Gabby of Gabrielle Rilia and uh, Sanjay Dash Haiti doing outstanding work in the north eastern portion of the island of Haiti, up in those hills. They get no funding except from those good brothers and sisters like ourselves who are willing to assist in helping children with education, health care, sustainable agriculture, entrepreneurship. Brothers and sisters, see for yourself. Go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E-Haiti-A-Y-I-T-I.org. Sanjay-Haiti.org, family. <clears throat> All right, Ackerman. Ackerman Institute, Ackerman House. Yes, sir. And of course... Baba Baruti has been, been been active. I'm glad, it's, glad he's feeling better. He's been very active. Um, Saturday, June 3rd, the Complementarity Conference, the ninth annual Complementarity Conference, African Love is Beautiful. Ashe. The Barutis, singles, couples, co-parenting, all of them will be in attendance. And of course, questions and answers. And of course, you can participate. It's $35 a couple, $20 per adult, $10 for teens. Okay. If you want more information, contact Yabaruti at yahoo.com or 404-753-7237. 404-753-7237. And of course, you can, this, this is an online event. So you register, you know, mark the definition uh, of couples, adults, teens, and to make that payable to PayPal. Yabruti at yahoo.com or cash app dollar sign yah y-a-a-m Baruti b-a-r-u-t-i cash app include the, the most important information which is complementarity your name and your email address so the link can be sent to you that is June 3rd Saturday June 3rd I'll be in New Orleans at the EDI conference Akaben Institute of course has a summer program that is going to be getting that will be beginning <laughs> that will begin a four-week online course, June 19th, Juneteenth day through July 14th. Mama, Mama Yah, she'll have one-on-one -on -one sessions with language arts and math. You know, a lot of our children need both of those, and so please make sure you contact them. Uh, her program is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 12 noon, first session, and then from 1 to 4, second session. Slides available in one-hour increments and a minimum one-hour sessions. Multiple hour sessions could be available. And then Baba Baruti, 
He has our story, our history on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And then a chess and chess uh, <clears throat> is taught also Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 a.m. to 12 noon. All right. So where am I at now? Aha. That's right, brothers and sisters. You know where I am. You know what comes after all of that. That's right. The Enya. The Enya Sassim. The Enya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. Yes, sir. May 18th. An artist, if he is truly an artist, is only interested in one thing, and that is to wake up the minds of men. Marvin Gaye. The album What's Going On is one of the most profound African musical creations ever. Mercy, Mercy Me, Inner City Blues, Save the Children, and the title songs are only a few of the cuts that awaken and the deadened consciousness of so many Africans blindly spiraling headfirst into the abyss of a colorless, identityless, blameless, imitationist, insanityness. All listening to this brother upon his return from the European war against the Vietnamese and against the better wishes of his producer, Marvin Gaye composed a masterpiece of consciousness that, that only the genius of a supreme musical warrior could have created to wake up the minds of our people. Sadly, so few of today's music talent has seen fit to wake up the minds of Africans. Even sadder are those defending the Europeans' appropriation of our music as if it belongs to them or is somehow evidence of being us. Their historical self-serving pattern is clear. Once they neutralize the the political force that sets revolutionary thought in motion, they exploit the motion as if there is something that they originally created or embraced. Nevertheless, today there are still true warrior artists like Professor Griff, <coughs> Dead Press, Chick Man, Talib Kweli, Paris, Nas, United Front, Precise Science, Shaka, and Moral, who have taken on responsibility of giving us lyrics dedicated to our ancestors' future. They should be honored for having acted on the courage to help wake us up. Mache. Affirm, I study the genius of our artistic messengers of consciousness. Affirm, I study the genius of our artistic messengers of consciousness. May 19th. If you knew him, you would know why we must honor him. Malcolm was our manhood, our living black manhood. This was his meaning to his people. The man who gave the eulogy, Ozzy David. Uh, <clears throat> man, Oshi, Ozzy Davis. <laughs> we speak in honor of those African war scholars who have consistently proven their worth. We speak in honor of those at whose feet we humbly sit and study so that we can learn how to be warriors, warriors for our people. We speak in honor of those jagnocks. You remember, we don't use the word mentor. We use jegna. And jagnock is plural. Jagnock, who know no way other than that of, of our ancestors. We have done and continue to do all and more 
in their power to confront, battle, and destroy any who would take the knowledge of the third eye from our children. We speak in honor of those who unhesitatingly fought, fight, and will forever do battle for us simply because we are their people, our children, and our, their children, our spirit is one. We speak in honor of those who have <clears throat> unyearingly paved the way on the battlefield, who made a way when we could not see for our ignorance and near comatose submission, who stood alone when we were on, when we were too afraid or ignorant to answer the war horn. This praise song is for those who, since consciousness, have not committed treason against their ancestors, who have consistently stayed on the revolutionary path of the deeply dedicated, uncompromising warrior scholar who honor our ancestors through and what they say and do. What they say and do. I say. Affirm, I speak in honor of our warrior ancestors. I speak in honor of our warrior ancestors. <clears throat> May 20th. Perhaps to be sane in this insanity is best evidence of insanity. Addison Gale Jr. A major problem making the study of our heritage so difficult and necessary is the widespread misinterpretation of the history and priorities of the people who have contained and molded us over the last 500 years or so in this Western cultural wasteland. Any credible student of African people will look at the oppressor rather than the oppressed for the causes of the conditions of oppression. With that in mind, consider this. If European culture is insanity, and it is, then the fundamental level that humans define and perceive reality, we, as African and people of color, have a very serious problem. If a cultural minority becomes the power majority, and this minority, through military, media, and religious might force the majority cultures to adapt its culture has their own, then insanity becomes the norm and is redefined as sanity. Accepting another's reality as your reality makes their reality yours. Let me repeat. Accepting another's reality as your reality makes their reality yours. That's what power is. That's what power is, family. They define reality. We have accepted their reality as if it's our own. The question that we need to consistently ask ourselves is who are we in their reality? First, we're the soulless people, no culture to speak of, justifying our, our, our captivity, justifying the inhumane treatment of us for hundreds of years. Who are we in their reality today? No fit fathers, no fit mothers, drug addicts, drug dealers scourge unintelligent people justifying the mass incarceration and all the other evil things that they do to us reality accepting another's reality as your reality makes their reality yours the global majority is right which makes Europeans wrong how dare they stand in judgment of anyone unfortunately as it is the case with European cultural imperialism once the insane can convince the sane once the insane can convince the sane that insanity is sanity then the sanity majority becomes insane and insanity becomes universal and is seen as sanity i know there's a lot of lot right there <laughs> those individuals or groups who dare to hold on to their original sanity 
become universally depicted as a truly insane, regressingly backward. And those who are carriers of the original insanity become universally depicted as a truly sane, progressively modern. That's the European. Affirm, I measure my sanity against the, that which is African. Affirm, I measure my sanity against that which is African. Brothers and sisters, the Inya Sisim of daily revolutionary thought. Ah, oh, man, I tell you, just deep wisdom. And of course, Baba Broody's narratives is just deep. And it is, it really is. It's deep, you know. Yeah, it's deep. Today is the birth date of El, El Hajj Marid El Shabazz. Hajj, because he went on Hajj. So that's really not part of his name that people put in there. He's gone on Hajj. So really, it's Malik Shabazz. Some say Malik El Shabazz, you know? Malik El Shabazz. A man who, uh, I tell you, I love. I fight for. I read the autobiography of Malcolm X has told to Alex Haley. It was only the first two books I read, and that other one was Soul on Ice with Eldridge Cleaver. You know. I read those two books. When I was in high school, it changed my life. It became more radical. Even though around that time I was also a part of the NAACP Youth Council in Milwaukee, which is very radical. They're the ones that have organized and become marshals in the marches and so forth. I didn't be all of that. I just participated. You know, participated with the Panthers in the breakfast program. Just participated, brothers and sisters. I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to claim nothing that I didn't do. Okay? I'm not going to do it. I marched across the 16th Street Viaduct and was met by bricks and stones bottles by those crackers on the south side of Chicago I'm sorry, Chicago. on the south side of Milwaukee and then I marched in a big march down Wisconsin Avenue my mother was <laughs> scared for me she was even she was even scared when we picketed uh, this uh, <laughs> beauty supply store which dogged his sister out you know because most of the beauty supply stores now in Milwaukee Dawn Beauty Supply was the last one and they went out of business or owned by Koreans or somebody else. You know, when you think how deep that is, this is a nationwide issue. This is in your city. You know, you know, a city I love is Baltimore. And my friend used to live by Liberty Road around the same area where Jim Parker, the offensive tackle of the Baltimore Colts back in the heyday, uh, he has a liquor store. I, I believe he still has it there. I don't know. But she moved from there. And, um, you know, there's a, a strip mall in that area. Every business in there is owned by somebody else. The restaurant where they weigh the food, Koreans cook that. You know, so if you, so if you, if you eyes are too happy, that damn big ass thing can cost you a lot of money. But everything is weighed, you know. And there's a supermarket there, you know, a liquor store there, a laundromat there, which I, of course, I helped wash clothes. I'm telling you, family, 
know the reason why all these things are happening is because of what happened to us in our captivity and taking the chains off our ass and putting them on our minds was most devastating even more devastating that's why you see what's happening today globally that's why you see what's happening today on the continent I hope you listened to Wednesday's program when uh, I played Sister Arcana Chichambori and what she was saying about you know how messed up we are on the continent let alone throughout the diaspora everywhere we are we are disrespected we could get disrespect over excuse me we could get respect overnight if we change our minds if we believe in ourselves each other and are willing and, and truly willing to come together this is what Malcolm was about this is why I love Malcolm X he put the blame where it squarely belonged on these damn crackers he didn't blame us he didn't go to them wishing that they would change their minds and their attitude towards us he didn't go there hoping and praying marching songs no he knew he knew that what Dr. King and that's it. We got to love Dr. King. Good, beautiful man, good spirit, you know. But Malcolm was real. Malcolm was a model. Malcolm was the Malcolm was the Jegna. He didn't do none of that. He didn't smoke. He didn't drink. He changed his life from a hood from a cat that was out there calling themselves pimping and selling drugs and so forth. He changed his life. He went into the penitentiary and changed his life. He joined the Nation of Islam. He was a diligent soldier for the Nation of Islam, for Elijah Muhammad. Then he felt betrayed. And then, of course, the nation felt betrayed by him coming out of it. Even Muhammad Ali had to distance himself from Brother Malcolm. And then he got threats. And then eventually, February 21st, 1965, he was assassinated in the Autobahn Ballroom. The great documentary family, if you're listening to me, and you can please tell others to go to Netflix, who killed Malcolm X? Brother did a good job. It's a brother, Muslim brother, did a very good job with this documentary. I know my brother Muhammad, I know he's working now, Brother Muhammad Abdullah, we're supposed to have a, 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 a discussion of some people that were also close to the situation. But yes, it was the Newark Mosque in conjunction with the FBI. That's right. Law enforcement. They made it happen. It's often been said that yes, members of the Nation of Islam probably done it, but they made it easy for that to happen. And the government allowed it to happen. There was a cat. He just, in fact, what was interesting, he found out who the brother with the trench coat was and who he stepped to the rostrum or the podium with a shotgun and, and, and blew Brother Malcolm away. He lived right there still in Newark doing community work. I think he was coaching football, doing all kinds of stuff like it never happened. And, um, 
brother got the courage to go talk to him and later found out he had died. He had died. Three of the two, excuse me, three of the two, two of the three didn't do it. They were finally let go and exonerated. One died before he was released. The other one was released and still, you know, dealing with it. Another one still in prison, Brother Talmadge Hare. But who really did it? This system. Because this system kills strong, independent thinking Africans. Patrice Lumumba, Thomas Sankara. They did it against Kwame Nkrumah. They'll do it to all of us. I don't give a damn about me. I really don't, family. I really don't. I'm over 70 years old. I get on this radio and I'm saying the same thing. One of the one of the things that warmed my heart is Baba here in, here in Atlanta, Baba Kelsey. Because Baba Kelsey said, you've been here and you've been consistent. Your voice has been on it. And I honor that. Because I don't have any money. I never had any money. I'm a retired firefighter. But what I do have is my name. You can go to Milwaukee right now. Ask them, do they know Baba Oshi or Brother Oshi? Young people. Not real young, because I'm talking about the cats I coach football with. They're already now most of them in their mid-20s and 30s. Some older than that, you know. That's why when I go to Milwaukee, I like to go to events where older people will be in so I can see some people that I know. I saw this guy named Tory. Couldn't stop hugging me, man. He see me. You never know what impact you're going to make, family. That's why, to me, be consistent. Be real. Love our people, particularly our youth. Encourage them, motivate and guide them. Because that's what happened to Malcolm. He didn't get that. Then he got it in prison. He came out. His brother Reggie helped him get into the nation. And he became the spokesperson for the Nation of Islam. I'm going to play some of the other stuff and read some of the stuff and want you to join the conversation and tell me how you feel about Malcolm and the kind of man that he was and things that he did. Man, what a great man. Good family man, good husband. I've been wearing a t-shirt for, I don't know. I got, hey family, I got some, I got some t-shirts that are really inspirational because I've been wearing them for damn near 20 years. The print's still good on them. They're still legible. I got one with my aunt and one with Malcolm and Martin, the only time they ever met uh, uh, going through the airport. I think that was even in New York or Boston, you know, in crossing, you know. Then, of course, the other thing that they did, which they didn't do, was uh, the play, the meeting. You know, the meeting where Malcolm and Martin are in the hotel and they're talking about this and that. And they have so-called uh, arms, <laughs> arm wrestling and so forth. But, um, yeah, I have, yes, I do. I have respect for Martin, but I understood early on. In fact, to me, the real quote uh, since uh, Harry Belafonte died a few weeks ago, 
And uh, in fact, the issue of the final call before Harold Belafonte, I'm in, I'm in it. You can see my kufi and my hair off the back, all that white hair off the back of my, my kufi with my arm raised. Yeah, you know. But anyway, uh, you know, is that I knew and he told Harold Belafonte, I believe I'm trying to integrate my people into a burning building. That, that realization, and that's a fact, unfortunately came late, and of course then he was assassinated April 4th, 1968. Remember like it was yesterday as well. So I'm going to play a few things uh, by, by uh, our good brother. And uh, hope that you will enjoy them. A few little pieces of Malcolm presentations that Malcolm did. In order for you and me to devise some kind of method or strategy to offset some of the events or re a repetition of the events that have taken place here in Los Angeles recently, we have to go to the root. We have to go to the cause. Dealing with the condition itself is not enough. And it is because of our effort toward getting straight to the root that people oftentimes think we're dealing in hate. We are oppressed. We are exploited. We are downtrodden. We are denied not only civil rights, but even human rights. So the only way we're going to get some of this oppression and exploitation away from us or aside from us is come together against a common enemy. Who taught you to hate the texture of your hair? Who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man? Who taught you to hate the shape of your nose and the shape of your lips? Who taught you to hate yourself from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Who taught you to hate your own kind? Who taught you to hate the race that you belong to? So much so that you don't want to be around each other. No, before you come asking Mr. Muhammad, does he teach hate? You should ask yourself, who taught you to hate being what God gave you? And I, for one, as a Muslim, believe that the white man is intelligent enough. If he were made to realize how black people really feel and how fed up we are without that old compromising sweet talk. Stop sweet talking it. Tell him how you feel. Tell him how what kind of hell you've been catching and let him know that if he's not ready to clean his house up, if he's not ready, to clean his house up. He shouldn't have a house. It should catch on fire and burn down. I must emphasize at the outstart that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is not a politician. That's right. So I'm not here this afternoon as a Republican nor as a Democrat. Not as a Mason, nor as an Elk. Well, tell us what you here for. Not as a Protestant, nor a Catholic. That's right. Not as a Christian, on, nor a Jew. All right. 
Not as a Baptist nor a Methodist. In fact, not even as an American. Because if I was an American, the problem that confronts our people today wouldn't even exist. So I have to stand here today as what I was when I was born, a black man. Before there was any such thing as a Republican or a Democrat, we were black. Before there was any such thing as a Mason or an Elk, we were black. Before there was any such thing as a Jew or a Christian, we were black people. In fact, before there was any such place as America, we were black. And after America has long passed from the scene, there will still be black people. I'm going to tell you like it really is. Every election year, these politicians are sent up here to pacify. They're sent here and set up here by the white man. This is what they do. They send drugs in Harlem down here to pacify us. They send alcohol down here to pacify us. They send prostitution down here to pacify us. Why, you can't even get drugs in Harlem without the white man's permission. You can't get prostitution in Harlem without the white man's permission. You can't get gambling in Harlem without the white man's permission. Every time you break the seal on that liquor bottle, that's a government seal you're breaking. Oh, I say it, I say it again, you've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us spread. Run amok. This is what he does. Yes, sir. Love it, don't you? Yes, sir. <laughs> of course, that last one was Denzel Washington from Spike Lee's Malcolm X. And we're going to uh, play, try to, I'm gonna try to play a couple of more. Uh, I'm going to, um, excuse me, let me turn that off. Thank you. Um, play a couple of more and then um, read a few of his quotes. Of course, you'll join me in this conversation, I hope. And if you don't want to join me in the conversation, you just want to listen. And that's cool, too. You know how I am on this program. You know, whatever, how it goes. Because I'm going to be here until somebody say, but I think my daughter said, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this till I can't do it no more. You know, if it comes to that, that I, you know, need assistance or my voice has been silenced, but for whatever reason, or if I just expire, I'll do it to that time. Because waking up the minds of our people is, is what's most important. I, I, I can't do a lot of things, but I believe I was chosen to do. I'm not good at this. I'm definitely not great at this. I'm adequate. You know, I'm not professional. But what I am is sincere, dedicated to helping to raise the level of consciousness of African people. That's what I'm, that's what I'm about. So we're going to play. Um, Malcolm's uh, theme. Going to play his theme, Donald Byrd. We played it at uh, the 21st of the day that he was assassinated. Assassinated, of course, we're going to play it again today, the day of his birth. Like I said, I admire and respect Malcolm more than anybody. Malcolm. El Shabazz or Malik Shabazz Brother Omawali Brother Omawali is the model I would defend him 
even with Manning's Marlboro, who I used to read in uh, read Manning's Marlboro um, in a community newspaper editorial section. But when he came out with that book and all of those challenges, I mean, sometimes why you got to go there? In fact, why you got to me to me? If you make a transition from being a thug, a gangster, and all the other stuff, and you made that transition, put focus and emphasis on what you are now, what you have done to overcome all that bullshit in the past. And all you got to do is say, he came from that, but that ain't him. Look where he is now. Look what he's done now. Look who he is now. He's a man of integrity, a man of principle, a man of conscience. He wouldn't sell out. When them crackers came to his door, when they had that split between him and Elijah Muhammad, they came to his door saying, what kind of information can you give us? He put a tape recorder under the couch. He told him, I'm not going to give you nothing. I'm not going to give you anything. He's not that man. He wasn't no sellout. He was principled. He had integrity. He's the model. He deserves by us. I don't give a damn if nobody else. I don't give a damn. I know that for me, uh, tomorrow I will be at the park uh, off of um, Abernathy. I can't remember what street that is where we have the Malcolm X. In fact, um, Mama Nabantu asked for me to make an address on behalf of um, uh, on behalf of the Pan Africanist Fellows Movement, you know. So I will definitely do that. Yeah. So yeah, I wanted to make sure I did that. <sighs> no, he's worthy. He's worthy. You know, I know one of his daughters wanted a national holiday. You know, it was, I mean, I bought the stamps. And I said to myself, that man is rolling over in his grave. Just like Harriet Tubman would be rolling over in his grave, in her grave, if these mothers make the $20 bill with her image on it. And then not only that, family, not only that. If you heard what the hell they said, we're going to still put Andrew Jackson on the other side. Andrew Jackson. They will never stop insulting us. They will never, never stop. Because that is not them. It is not who they are. They're arrogant. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, this is uh, a tribute. You know? Yeah. This is a tribute to Malcolm, the theme. Hold up now. Let me stop this right quick. Let me do this right, okay? Let me do this right. Sometimes you know how brothers and sisters how I get, man. I get kind of out of focus. <laughs> yeah. Let's stop this. Okay. Okay. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, 
Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll try to get some more stuff in for you. I'm Malcolm. And, of course, I got a few people in the queue. Let me hit up... uh, 443, 443, good afternoon. Good morning, Brother OG. How are you? I'm doing fine, Brother Irv. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. This is a this is a great show. Uh, you're giving out so much powerful information. Of course, that revolutionary thought is, is what I key in on, and, and it gets me going, and I, I listen just for that. I you know I turn off after that. I'm, I know I don't. I don't turn off my brother. <laughs> I listen to the whole show. Um but you, you're speaking about Brother Malcolm X. Brother Malcolm X was one of these people similar to similar to most of the, the leaders that we've had in the past, that once they died, they became these figures of uh, bigger than life. Uh, when right. Malcolm was alive, my, 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 my father didn't like Malcolm, didn't like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. He, he thought, he was, yeah. because in his mind, he, he believed that, uh, you know, the, the Christianity religion taught him that every uh, you know, God loves all of us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and you know, and these people are just doing what they're doing because they they can't help themselves. But no, my brother, they can help themselves, and they are they're helping themselves to anything that we have, anything that Africa has, they're helping themselves to it. Mm-hmm. And I say Africa because not just because the show is called African Perspectives, but because I live my life looking through a lens of an African of, right. of an African perspective, and and that's how I and that's how I've lived I live my life. Uh, from the time I, I became educated and, and figured this thing out uh, to the point where um, I know I, I know how I was living was the way I was supposed to live. But once you have knowledge of self, once you have clarity, and at some point you get clarity, you may get it at 65, you may get it at 25. I didn't march across no bridge. I didn't carry no signs. I didn't go to jail, and I didn't do no hunger strike. But what I am doing now is I'm under anyone that comes within five feet of me understands my perspective on our situation, our, my perspective on how these, these people who identify themselves as white are, are doing things to us in plain sight. Right. And they're sending, right. they're sending the Negro handlers. They're sending the Negro handlers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look, I look at things. I don't, I don't look at, inter, at, at entertainment anymore because entertainment is a lecture. It's not a dialogue. It's one-sided. One person is talking. That's the person who's presenting the movie or the radio show, or not not necessarily radio show, but a movie. You don't get to talk back. You don't get to comment on what you just saw. You just listen. Mm-hmm. So what they what they're doing is they're programming you, and then you know what's what's repetition becomes habit. So oh, she, I can repeat if I watch the Malcolm X movie, I can repeat the things in the movie because I learned it. Right. So let's be clear. We are learning. Things when people when you watch television. I mean, I watch the NBA and all the light skinned brothers in the NBA now because they funneled these white girls into the yep. colleges yep. for years. Yep. They funneled them in there. So now yep. you're getting these children with less with less melanin, right. and you're like, why they got what's going on with the light skin? What's everybody? I'll be sure. What's going on? Because 
we are our race. They're trying to dilute our race because the melanin is what they want. That's the power is in the melanin. And if you read spirituality before re, uh, religion, you you'll, you'll, you'll he, he he touches on that. This melanin has power, or, and, our, or, and our ancestors, our ancestors knew that in right. Egypt, and in, uh, they knew that yes. it had power. Yes. But, and so, yes. and and once you start to study and and read, you start to read things. I guess real quick, I'm gonna stop after this. I saw a guy got on the on the uh, internet, and I was looking at a a post that they made, and they they were talking about John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy said. Let us not seek the Republican answer or the Democratic answer, just the right answer. Let us not seek to fix for the past. Let us accept our own responsibility for the future. And at the same time he said that, he was participating in the murdering of Patrice Lumumba. At the same yeah. time he did that, yeah. he was raping Africa of all, all his resources. resources. At yep. the same time he did that, he would not let... Sammy Davis Jr. come to his inauguration because he was married to a white woman. Mm-hmm. At the same time, these crackers are telling you they love you with mm-hmm. the right hand, they're taking everything away from you with the left hand. Right. So what we have to do is not a new playbook. They're not mm-hmm. doing anything new. This is the same. They keep, just like you just said, oh, see, I come on this radio and I'm consistent. I say the same thing basically every time you listen to me. A little different flavor here, a little different sure, flavor sure. there. But basically you're talking revolution, self-determination, yep. and, and sovereignty. You, it's right. every time. Every time, brother. It's, but it's, every time. And the white people are doing the same exact thing. It's not a new playbook. They sending you Al Sharpton and Roland Martin and, and then they send the other Negroes that, that want to spend their time talking about these people. You know, so all that's a, a diversion. All that's confusion to keep you from what's important. And what's important and I'm going to stop, Osh, I swear, what's <laughs> important is family. Yeah. What's, the first thing that yeah. white people did when you got off the boat was take you from your family, was yep. to separate you from your family. That's then they right. tried to cut Africa out your feet. Huh? Come yeah. on, y'all. We're not stupid. We're not yeah. stupid. We get this. We are living in comfortability. That's why Malcolm is so beautiful to us, because Malcolm was someone who didn't live in comfortability. Mm-hmm. He came from nothing. He His, his parents were Garveyites. Mm-hmm. They lived in, They didn't have money. And, 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 and he understood that once he bought into this white folks, I got to get money. I got to sell drugs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a pimp. I'm going to do all these things with white women. And once he learned who he was, the, the knowledge of self, none of those things had value. None of those things made any sense. And that's the scariest thing in the world for people who identify themselves as white. Because if you don't worship money, we cannot manipulate you. We can't move you. So what we'll do, we'll take your food, food instability. That's what they do in Africa. Oh, yeah. they don't have no food. Why don't they have food? Mm-hmm. I throw, we throw more food away. You've given, you've given the Ukraine over $116 billion. Come on now. Mm-hmm. And you can't fix the schools here. You can, you got people sleeping on the street. You got veterans who fought for this country mm-hmm. the, the, so that they can live the way they live and that you don't take care of them. You don't take care of teachers. And you want me to, I'm the, the bowling alley last night, and I'm sitting there, the video comes on, and Cardi B's on there with her legs gapped wide open. I'm like, what are you, who put, who puts up the money for this video? You know who puts up the money for it. Is that the, is that you. the, is that the uh, wet ass pussy? That what that's say it again. Playing? Never mind, I'm going to say that again. <laughs> 
WSP. WSP. Yeah, that's you're right. You're right. That's that's right. You that's that's what. But this is what. And look, look how programmed I am, Robert Ocean. Listen to me. I'm repeating something that is negative the next day. Yeah. So you, what do you think a child when the when a I mean a child a 16 year old is Mm -hmm. a child to me, and they how do they process it? Yeah. All they see is a a black woman with big breasts, lipstick on, because you know lipstick. If you look at the history of lipstick. Lipstick meant that you were ready to have sex. Mm. Look it up. Mm. Look it up. Mm. So my point is that you, but my point is, excuse me, and I may be wrong in that fact check me, but I believe that's what it is. But the thing is, these things work. They, it, it penetrated my psyche, mm-hmm. and now I'm repeating it to you, mm-hmm. something negative that I saw. But what did I see positive? Yeah. What did I see that lifted my people? What did I see that gets us closer to liberation? What This country continuously tells us how free we are. Land of the brave, home of the free. Yeah. If we're so damn free, why you got to keep telling me? Because we're not. We're not free. No, it's a fallacy. We are not, it's an illusion. We're not free. It's an illusion. It's, 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 it's an illusion of inclusion, yeah, but, and it's a dilution because now all the all the distractions are coming. Mm-hmm. All the the men wearing dresses in the in the story time, the the, the gay the the, the 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 porn queen story time, or transgenders or transvestites, and then you got the the people with the AI. AI gonna take over and and kill you, and and, and now, now you now you got the food. Uh, we oh, we gonna man, the all the food being yeah. in the laboratory. Yeah. Come on now. Tell you, now, then you got some Bill sickness. Gates. That's Bill why Gates we got to get up out of here, man. Quick, real quick, real quick. Bill Gates then went from a when they went from a computer man to a farmer to a vaccine expert. So now he's a farmer. Huh? <laughs> that should tell you something, <laughs> you? Ahead, All right, now, brother. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> That's my man. That's my brother, brother Irv Lewis. Let me get to six four six. This is my guy right here. Six four six. This is my guy. What's up, Jay? Hey, um, let me um click over in two minutes. Okay. All right. All right, brother. I'll click. I'll click on in two minutes. Okay. Go ahead and take someone else, and sure. I'll click in two. Okay. All right. Brother Paul. Brother Paul, how are you, man? Baba Ochi. Hey, listen, I, I, listen. I, before you get started, I want to thank you for all the stuff you send. Uh, next week, I'm going to show a program dedicated to you and what you send. I'll be playing those when I organize them, what I think, uh, how I can, you know, put it, put them in there, play them, and uh, have conversation on them. Thank you so much, Paul. I mean, you be sending me some well, Yeah. Baba Ochi, let me just say this, yeah. Um, you know, and I, I know, I know you are, I know 100%. I don't believe this. I absolutely know you're a man of absolute wisdom. And I know a lot of those things I send you you already know. But the reason why I, I do it is because I know um, that you can share that that's information. That's right. That's what I do. And that, and that you can move it on. Yes, that's because, what I Yeah, and that, that's the purpose. And the mere fact, and I, I'm going to say this to you, Baba Ochi, the mere fact that you, as an elder, have that intellect and that integrity and that real intelligence to pick up on it. And, and and this as well, Baba Ochi, the mere fact that you acknowledge, because to acknowledge something means that you're in the act of knowing it. 
And that is a powerful tool because Baba Ochi, I can't tell you, and I'm not talking about what I'm doing with you. I'm talking about just in general, mo a great deal of times we are, the communication is so poor among our people yes. that we don't even bother to acknowledge. And if you don't bother to acknowledge something, yeah, that means you're not in the act of knowing. You're somewhere in belief or you're somewhere in ignorance, meaning mm -hmm. you're ignoring the facts because that's what ignorance means, right. to ignore the facts. And it's comfortable for a lot of us to ignore the facts and and, and pretend that we're ostriches. So Baba Ochi... <laughs> And Baba Ochi, before I get on to my comments, I want to also say this. You said something earlier on, and I just want to um, corroborate something okay. or interject. You said that uh, you're you're not the best at what you do there, um, and you're not professional along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. Yes. But the uh, reality I did, I did of it is, for me personally, I'm going to give testament on this radio station at this moment. For me, you are one of the best. And I'm going to tell you why you're one of the best. Because you do what you do in such a professional manner with almost no resources. Now, I, I can't accept that you're not one of the best because I know if you had the resources, if you had the money, if you had the producers and the team behind you, my God, you'd be untouchable. And that goes for everybody who's doing what you're doing on that platform. And that's the reality of that. Thank right? you. Thank so, you so much. Asante for me I don't accept that. I, I know that you're one of the best because, like I say, I'm going to reiterate it for the sake of clarity and good order. If you had the backing, the money, the investment, and all those things which put people up there, okay, you you will be untouchable, right? And, and, and what you do with you give up your time. I know you're retired. I know it's your time, and your time is your money and your life, Right? That is so commendable. You you stand out because I, I watch. Look, I've done a lot of things, Baba Ochi, and and I have to be honest. On this side of the pond, I can tell you. Sometimes I I'm so angry with our people because they suffer from a lack of passion, a lack of um, just a lack of get up and go. And we're not going to win if you don't have that. If you don't have this, if you don't make this fight. Your reality. If you don't know that, you'll do anything to win this fight. If that's not your cause, then step aside because we ain't going to win because these people are serious. That's so right. for me, that's right. the mere fact that you give up your time, okay, right, that is, to me, you, I put you at the high echelons of our people, right? Now, coming to Malcolm X, for me, uh, it was a, it was a, one of those factors which changed my life. Uh, I was working in my dad's business at the time. I used to, he used to make me go down there on Saturdays. And to be honest with you, it, it was it was commendable of him. But on on that week, that I used to be as bored as hell. Mm -hmm. And there was a there was a bookshop. Um, and I and I and then one day I was walking past it. It's, it's a famous bookshop. It's called Centerprise. There's a lot of um, left wing and radical stuff and mm -hmm. black. It's, it's got it had a uh, a black uh, African section. And I, I saw that book. And previous to that, I didn't know about uh, um, this this character called Malcolm X. And I, I picked up this book and I read it, and it 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 just blew my mind because yes. I could relate. To yes, I, I'm telling you as a fact. I'm talking from my own personal experience. I could relate to everything he was saying, right? And I remember my dad. You know, my dad's a oh, comes from a Christian background. He saw me reading the book, and he he took it away from me and he looked at it. And he kind of understood. And he said to me, that was in the past. 
And I remember thinking in my brain, that's not in the past. That's now. That's right. Because as right. much as I, I I could relate to it, I could relate to it. It was like a message he was telling. And it was, I could not put that book down. And I know that was a turning point in my life. Mm-hmm. That was a serious awakening in my life. I right? say, I say. And, and from that point on, I became what we call a light and conscious, very and I wanted to know more. And I, and I did. I, I, I started to read like there was no tomorrow. Every book I could find and buy, I read. I read like a crazy person. Okay? <laughs> I so say. I can, I can tell you that Malcolm Hat X had that effect. All this side of the pond yes. from a book yes. reading his life. And I just went on from there. But you know what I want to say and add to this? I want to... I, I, I'm a bit um, disturbed by the fact that on your side of the pond, I have not heard uh, much support or much information on the death of his grandson and what really right. happened to him. Right. I have more theories of what happened to him. Uh, this week on the radio, you had a friend of him come on one of our radio stations. Oh, wow. Okay. A good friend okay. of him and explain a lot of things. Okay, mm-hmm. like they, they came up together. Um, that he was aware that he went to Iran, he was aware that he went to um, Mexico, but he don't really know what happened in Mexico. Right. But he, he, right. he knows from he talking to him, yeah. conversations he had with him, he was being tracked, mm-hmm. and etc. 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 But I, I, I need we, we, I would love for you or somebody to talk about what happened to his grandson, what really happened, what you know, why have we not. Why are we just ignoring it? Mm-hmm. Well, you know? I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to try to find the information, you know, to uh, to talk about that. I, I know I talked about it when it happened, you know, and some of the other tragedies that happened uh, in the Shabazz family, the, the death of Betty Shabazz and that fire situation that he allegedly caused, some other things, you know, um, uh, Jabija, her wanting to uh, kill Minister Louis Farrakhan and have this Caucasian supposedly kill him for uh, killing her father, you know, or having her father killed. He didn't do it himself, but he helped create the atmosphere. There's no doubt about that. And he should admit and would admit to that, helped to create the atmosphere that would uh, cause the members to kill him. So, but anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll do that, Brother Paul. I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. So Ma- Ma- Malcolm X is my knight in shining armor. That's right. Armor. That's right. I, yes. I will never have anybody or or listen to anybody who tells me otherwise. Thank I won't you. get in any argument with them. I won't get in any. I won't even get in a debate with them. I, I'll just let it go through one ear yeah. and out the other. Right. That's how I feel. Exactly. Because I would say the same thing. I would defend him if I have to. But if you talking some stupidness, some ignorance, some foolishness, I ain't gonna get involved in that. Malcolm X, no. El Haj Malik no. El Shabazz, brother Omar Wali was the model of manhood. He is. Everybody else I can't speak to, but I know he is. A good father, a good husband, a good provider, a good man in the community, a man who believed in us and tried his best for us to believe in ourselves. That's the beauty of El Haj Malik El Shabazz. Absolutely. Malcolm X. Absolutely. All right, my brother. Stay with me, brother Paul. I'm gonna let me see if I can pick up Jay. 
646-646. You ready for Jimmy J? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, let me ask you this right quick. Sure. You In the first hour, you was talking about uh, Manny Marble, right? Yeah. Didn't he die before he had to defend that book? No, he had to defend it. Yeah, he did have to defend it because I remember oh. he was, he was uh, I, I used to read him in, in the Milwaukee Community Journal consistently. And then when he came out the book, I had I didn't get the book. I read some excerpts and I was offended. I was pissed talking about he was homosexual and having a relationship. And, I, and, and, and what I'm saying, what I'm saying is what I said earlier, Jay, that if like for me, if I do something, you know, when I'm 17, 20, 21, whatever. But now I'm 30, I'm, I'm 40. And, and it's clearly it is clear to see that my life has been changed, that my life has been turned around. I wouldn't want to go there. It's, ain't, it's not necessary to go there. The focus should have been for I Manny Marble's really. ass to focus on, because uh, uh, he died so long ago, but focusing on what he was doing up until the time of his assassination. And, 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 and get off into who assassinated him. Did you? Did you? I think it was basically about him trying to sell, sell books, to sell yeah, books. sensationalized that's stuff. Yeah, of our brother. That's that's all. That's yeah. all that was. I yeah. mean, he ain't he ain't fooling nobody. But yeah. I mean, when you put it into context, that's that's basically what yeah. went down. And I mean, to be honest, it's not it's not surprising or shocking. When you think about the character of some of these Negroes, yeah. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, it's kind of expected. <laughs> you know, if you go if you go tell the truth, mm-hmm. it's expected for people like Manning and them to make those type of yeah. assertions so that they could curry favor, favor. with the dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all he's doing is currying in favor with the daddy, you know, mm-hmm. letting the daddy know that yeah. he ain't going to do nothing mm-hmm. to offend him or, or anything of that nature. And then at the expense, you yeah. know, our brother and his family has to go through that madness. Yeah. But that, that, that's all that, all that's right. all that game, yeah. that game is about because when it was all said and done, couple of books were sold and then it's back to business it's as usual. Yep. Um you got Negroes like Dyson, um, you know, a master slick talker, one of the finest slick talkers there are in the game. Brother I mean I, as Jay, far as I'm concerned Jay, he's getting older. I concur. Huh? No, I'm just He's getting older. Yeah. So he not as he not as good as he used to right. be. Right. But oh yeah, because about twenty Negro, years ago, that Negro is phenomenal. Oh man, I, spitting, you know, as I say, spitting yeah, game. Yeah, Tim, you know who's another good one? Who's who's good at spitting game? Cornell West. Oh, that's a, oh, yeah. when he started talking about P Funk and yeah, James yeah. Brown. Oh man, you gotta. Yeah. It's like it's poetic when he yeah. speaks sometimes mm-hmm. when he get into his bag. Yeah. You know, but hey, man. But you I know, think I think that I. I think that uh, uh, what you call it is better. I mean, he, and he had captivated Ooh, me, Dyson? man. Dyson, Michael Eric Dyson. You know, I, I, I oh, yeah, saw Dyson, him a number of times. Dyson. A number of times I saw him down in New Orleans at the Essence Festival. Saw him in Milwaukee at least three oh, times. Man. Sat on the stage with him. I was on the stage at, U, at, U, at, at UWM. He, up in the big 
He had you start. He had you start boogie woogie Johnson. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's yeah. how. That's how good he is. But you know the thing is, we need to always appreciate mm-hmm. Malcolm. But the thing that, in a way, disappoints me is that we still have to refer back to Malcolm. It, I just feel that there's supposed to be new leadership to take and expand upon what Malcolm left us. There's no doubt. And to be, and, and to be able to articulate what he said and to take the things that he said and build upon them. I think that's one of the things that, that we are lacking because we're not, we're, we're honestly, as a people, I don't think, are fighting for our liberation no more. Well, there's a, but see, that's the thing, inclusion. though. Right. I, I, I think, Jay, the reality of it is being here in America, the fact that uh, we have been, just as Malcolm said, hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, you know, into believing that somehow we are a part of this. This is much as this is as much as ours as it is th- those who took this from the indigenous people. So 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 we believe that even though it's terrible for us right now collectively, but wow. We have some billionaires. We have a bunch of millionaires. We're on TV. And, and we're on commercials. We're on commercials. We, why only that? We have we're on commercials with deeply melanated men with white women. You know, yep. so we kind of yep. kind of made it. You know, see that kind of mentality. And that, and that right there, that right there is the problem that nobody is addressing mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know. It's maybe because they're scared. And they, they they feel as though if they address it, there'll be some consequences that they may not want to deal with. But the reality is our people are suffering for it. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I unfortunately, agree. we don't even understand that we are suffering for it. And, you know, we, 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 better, figure out, we better figure it out quick because... Yeah. If we don't, oh man, we'll be no gonna, more. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, right? Because the plan for our extermination, extermination is real. So let me let me catch another caller, Jay. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, Just hang please, on, brother. okay? But I want to get to Mama Nabantu. But before I get to Mama Nabantu, um, I want to play this next piece by Malcolm. Uh, this is when the break happened, and he's talking to these uh, Caucasians and so forth. And this is the last one I'll play. But I'm also going to uh, read some quotes because you know how profound he was. He was deeply profound, you know. So I'm going to play another piece. Okay, family? Yeah. The best way to burn fat and get shape is not keto, paleo, fasting, or vegan, and it's not super in- Challenge welcomes the outspoken Negro leader, Malcolm X. Sir, what was what's the real reason why you two men split? Is it merely ideological or is it personality? What else? Probably personality. It was not uh, the statement that uh, originally was gave given uh, by the movement when I, when we split. 
more personality than anything else. You've called people like Martin Luther King, who just got a Nobel Peace Prize, uh, an Uncle Tom. Is this correct, first? Well, I'd rather say that uh, in the States, there's a law that has recently been passed or a decision handed down by the court wherein if you call someone an Uncle Tom, they can sue you for libel. Well, so I never refer to them as Uncle Tom. But I would say that Uncle Martin is my friend. Uncle Martin is your friend, yet you would disagree with his uh, approach to what he wants to accomplish. Definitely. If his approach would bring about uh, what the black man in America needs to completely eliminate the problem that we have, I would say well and good. But I very much doubt that uh, anyone who uh, adopts the approach that Martin Luther King has been teaching to our people in that country can point to any meaningful gains that has actually served to solve the problem. Black Muslims uh, have sometimes, whether you have or not, and I think probably you have, have sometimes, it seemed to me, been preaching hate to meet hate. Uh, I don't advocate any kind of hate. But there's a lot of talk that sounds very much like it. No, I think that the guilt complex of the American white man is so profound until when you begin to analyze the real condition of the black man in America, instead of the American white man eliminating the causes that create that condition, he tries to cover it up by accusing his accusers of teaching hate. But actually, they're just exposing him for being responsible for what exists. Well, that's, that's uh, something of, of an argument. But I've heard speeches made by some of the people of your group. I think I've heard you make speeches. It seemed to me that you were advocating uh, what I would have to describe, I think, as violence to meet the serious injuries that have been done to your people, with which I totally agree. I don't call that violence. Uh, I don't in any way encourage black people to go out and initiate acts of aggression indiscriminately against whites. But I do believe that the black man in the United States and any human being anywhere is well within his right to do whatever is necessary by any means necessary to protect his life and property, especially in a in a country where the federal government itself has proven that it is either uh, in, unable or unwilling to protect the lives and property of those human beings. Just before Pierre takes it, you've got a pretty good fighter and the world's heavyweight champion lined up with you to help out. Yes, Pierre. <laughs> well, Mr. X, if I guess I call you that, is that a proper uh, appellation? Yes. Mr. X, I I'm wondering if you still believe, as I think you certainly did at you know, the time you were allied to the black Muslim movement, in a segregated black nation no. in North America. I don't believe in any form of segregation or any form of racism. Uh, I'm against any form of segregation and against racism. Is it, uh, am I right in saying that the black Muslim movement, which you have left, did believe in that? Well, Elijah Muhammad taught his followers that the only solution was a separate state yeah. for black people. And as long as I thought he genuinely believed that himself, uh, I believed in him and believed in his solution. But when I began to doubt that he himself believed that that was feasible, and I saw no kind of action designed to bring it into existence or bring it about, then uh, I turned in a different direction. Are you still a Muslim yourself? Oh, yes. I'm You're a Muslim. I believe in the religion of Islam, which believes in brotherhood, complete brotherhood of all people. But at the same time that I believe in this brotherhood, I don't believe in forcing my uh, desire for brotherhood upon those who aren't willing to accept it. Of course, I think the Christians would say that they also believed in brotherhood. What did you say to that? I'd say they believe in it, but don't practice it. <laughs> well, that'd be a pretty good answer. <laughs> Sir, when the uh, muezzin goes up in the minaret twice a day, he cries to the world, there is but one God, and he is Allah. Do you deny that there is a Christian God? Uh, the muezzin does this five times a day. Five times, and I only heard twice. 
Well, you were fortunate to hear him twice. <laughs> but he does this five times a day, and the same God that he says, uh, that he expresses the existence of, is the God that the Christians profess to believe in themselves, and the God that the Jews believe in, one God, the creator of the universe. The Muslims believe in the God that created the universe, and I think the Christians do, and the Jews do. Now, as long as all of them are talking about the creator, uh, the Jews may call him Jehovah, and Christians may have another name for him. Those who are Arabic-speaking refer to him as Allah. Well, we believe in the same God. Now, as the Muslim religion advances in the United States, are you uh, modernizing it or, or sticking with the old faiths? For example, the complete segregation of the sexes. I think that everything today on this earth is being modernized. Uh, religious uh, principles and practices, as well as political and other, and other things. Now, when you went to Mecca, this is a very sacred and forbidden city. I tried to get to Mecca myself and certainly didn't make it, uh, not being a Muslim. But how would they accept you as one? You're an American. There are few American Muslims. This is true. And by being an American and not having uh, any not being able to speak the Arabic language. I did strike a snag, a very serious snag, but I was fortunate uh, to have been pretty well known by the officials in Arabia, and they knew, too, that I had uh, accepted Orthodox Islam. It had been highly publicized in the paper, and I was, became a guest of the state. I was a guest of who? Of Prince Faisal, the present King Faisal. Faisal. And they made it possible for me to go before the committee, Hajj committee or Hajj court, who examines you. And, and ask you questions about your belief, and if you pass it, then you are okay to go to Mecca. But it's you would true. have to have a translator then. Uh, oh, I had one. Then we realizing that our problem in America, that we are black Americans, and we have a problem that goes beyond religion. We formed a group known as the Organization of Afro-American Unity, and the objective of this organization is non-religious, number one. Any Negro can belong to it, and the objective of, the, of that organization is to uh, bring about a condition that will guarantee respect and recognition of the 22 million black Americans as human beings. We feel that the problem, number one, of the black man in America is beyond America's ability to solve. It's a human problem, not an American problem or a Negro problem. And as a human problem or a world problem, we feel that it should be taken out of the jurisdiction of the United States government and the United States courts and taken into the United Nations in the same manner that the problems of the black man in South Africa, Angola, and other parts of the world, and even the way they're trying to bring the problems of the Jews in Russia into the United Nations because of violation of human rights. We believe that our problem is one not a violation of civil rights, but a violation of human rights. Not only are we denied the right to be a citizen in the United States, we're denied the right to be a human being. Mr. Rex, may I thank you very much for coming on our program and perhaps clearing away some of the cobwebs of misconception that some of us might have had about your belief. And I think you're a very sincere man, and it takes a lot of courage to, ad uh, to admit a former belief is wrong, and we congratulate you for that and the service you performed tonight in giving us your views. Thank you so much, Mr. Thank you. Elhaj Malik El Shabazz, Brother Malcolm, a great man, a great man, I tell you. Man. Um, let me see if I can catch Mama Nubantu. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, hi, dear. How are you today? I'm great. I'm okay. so, now, what uh, time should I be at that. the park? Where is that park at again? It's, I know it's off of Ralph David uh -huh. Abernathy, and I and I uh -huh. I know it's where um, uh, Captain D's restaurant down the street from that. You know, north of that. 
you know, uh, Abernathy runs east and, east and west, so if you make a left turn, you're going north, and about two blocks is the park. Nice size park, beautiful, a beautiful uh, uh, the way things are there, the vendors and everything. This is going to be a blast for the next two days, and I'll be there yeah. both days. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the information. Okay. I'll test it. Okay. Yeah. But I want to comment briefly, you know. Sure. Uh, my uncle Earl Grant was a lieutenant for Malcolm X, ah. and uh, he was there that night. And, uh, in the Audubon Ballroom? Uh-huh, and he had uh, instructed him to go get something that he basically already had. And my uncle questioned him, and he said, well, just, just go and do it. And it was right after that that, you know, he was assassinated. Um, he also stayed with my uncle in, in Ghana, and uh, he has many, many takes that I don't think a lot of people have um, that he has. Wow. But um, Video vi- very- video as well as audio? Yeah. Oh, outstanding. And that, you know, my uncle passed away some time ago, maybe four or five years ago. Okay. And uh, a lot of Cause that. Because you, hey, hey, still- Mama because you know I was going to ask him if he could come on the radio program. <laughs> you know I was going to ask you. Cause it, you would be a, yeah. a, tremendous yeah. to talk to him. But um, there was a student that worked with him. I might could get him to come on. That would be on, great, uh, yes. To Hootie out of Compton, California. Okay, Brother Jimmy, uh, out of Compton. Okay, he sure. Took, he took care of my uncle his last days, mm-hmm. and he has a lot of information. And there's a book that um, I have part of the master of his book that needs to go out that talks about women um, being uh, the priest, the African priest out of uh, Kemet, mm-hmm. who yes. struck Pythagoras and gave him his name. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a whole lot of information with a whole book of references that he can prove everything he's saying. Right on. So, uh, yeah. All right. Good. Good. I, I look forward to that, Mama Navantu. Send me that information okay. so I can broadcast. I uh, can tell our listeners about it uh, before we go off the air. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, Brother uh, Ankti will be there on Sunday. We'll just get a, a two-minute address in front of the body at the Malcolm X uh, uh Commemoration. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Malcolm X Festival. Love it. Love it. I tell you. And then, of course, two upcoming uh, brothers and sisters is the um, African Liberation Day. It's May 25th, but I believe they're having it on the 27th. I think right. on the 27th. African Liberation Day. And I'll be talking extensively about that because uh, if you've ever heard me do this program for the last at least five years not when I started start, I've been on this program for over eight be nine years it'll be nine years uh, um, in October but I, I, I talked about how important that day is more important than any other uh, celebration or holiday or any other damn thing we can think of African Liberation Day in fact to me the Pan-African Federalist Movement and African Liberation Day go hand in hand you know mm. because that's what African Liberation day is about what the pan-african federalist movement is about and that is the sovereignty of africa the unification of africa so but we'll talk more about that so i look forward to that okay mama nabantu yeah i just sent you the address okay you did okay mm-hmm. okay 1111 oak street southwest atlanta yep that's it 1111 and oak I think street you go- lawton street mm-hmm. it's lawton right that's the intersection, 
Right. Mm -hmm. well, so it's north yeah. of, that Oak Street is north of Abernathy, Ralph David mm -hmm. Abernathy Boulevard. Okay, family? And, mm -hmm. and what am I supposed to be there tomorrow? Uh, whenever you come, you're supposed to contact okay, the contact. stage manager. Okay, I'll do yeah. that. I'll be there about 1 o'clock. Mm -hmm. That's, that's okay. cool. Because I know, I know people are still getting in. In fact, the real the, the thing will really start going around about 3, 4. When a lot of the uh -huh. people are there, you know, when you come that early, just trying to set up and so forth. Gotta be careful because it's supposed to rain. Oh, is it? Okay, that's cool. Fifty percent rain, yeah, but you yeah. know how that goes. I know. Happens. Exactly. <laughs> okay, my money bond too. Thank you, dear. All right. All right, you're welcome. All right, family. Yeah, um, you know what Malcolm was saying has been very profound. But I caught this one piece on uh, Wikipedia. Um, what Dr. King said in the New Amsterdam News, of course, New Amsterdam News is an American-African newspaper out of New York. Of course, New York would used to be called Amsterdam, New Amsterdam, because of the Dutch. You know. And he said he reflected on the assassination. Dr. King said, Malcolm X came to the fore as a public figure, partially as a result of a TV documentary entitled The Hate That Hate Produced. You can go online to um, YouTube. It came out of CBS. I'll never forget it. I was a little boy and watching it. The hate that hate produced. And you can still catch that, okay? Go to YouTube, hate the hate that hate produced. The title points to the nature of Malcolm's life and death. Malcolm was clearly a product of the hate and violence invested in the Negroes' plight and existence in this nation. In his youth, there, were, there was no hope, no preaching, teaching, or movements of nonviolence. It is a testament to Malcolm's personal depth and integrity that he could not become an underworld czar, but turned again and again to religion for meaning and destiny. Malcolm was still turning and growing at the time of his burial and, meaning, and meaningless assassination. Like the murder of Patrice Lumumba, the murder of Malcolm X thrives the world, deprives the world of a potential great leader. I could not agree with either of these men, but I could see in them a capacity for leadership which I could respect and which was just the beginning to mature in judgment and statesmanship. Dr. Martin Luther King, his words. Yeah. Here are some of the quotes that I've always, oh man, time flies. Some of the quotes of, of, of Brother Omawali. A man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. We are nonviolent with people who are nonviolent with us. But if you are violent with us, we sure going to be violent with you. That's right. My Elma Mahler was books, a good library. I could spend the rest of my life reading, just satisfying my curiosity. And as you know, the story when he was in prison, there was a hall light through a little bit of light in the crack in his cell. He read. He read. 
just like Prophet Muhammad in Islam, who was a merchant who didn't read, didn't know. He was a merchant. He was going across the desert with his caravan and his camels with goods and so forth, selling this stuff there and packing them up and going across the desert, selling this stuff there and so forth. And then what happened? Supposedly Allah intervened as he was crossing the desert and told him who he, he, who he would be. And he knew that he had to be inspired with knowledge. So he told him to read and he said, I cannot read. Allah said, read, I cannot read. Allah said, read, and he began to read. Yeah. Reading is the most important thing you can do. The young people I work with in those schools over those many years told them, you got to read. Of course, the um, internet wasn't happening at that time so deeply because this was the 90s. And But to me, there's so much information that you can read and become acquainted with. And just as he said, satisfy your curiosity. Yeah. They put they put your mind right in a bag and they take it wherever they want. The mind. That's our problem. They have captivated and captured our mind. Concerning nonviolence, it is criminal to teach a man not to be to defend himself when he is the constant victim of brutal attacks. He's a constant victim of brutal attacks in this situation. A culture of people is like an individual man until it uses its own talent, takes pride in its own history, expresses its own culture, affirms its own selfhood. It can never fulfill itself. We can never unless we embrace who we are as African people. I'm on this thing and you know I'm on this thing. I, I don't just like I heard this catch kept saying black Africans. No, there ain't no damn black Africans. There's only Africans. And and for those and once somebody said, well, you know, there's a lot of people who live in Africa. Some of them have been in Africa for years. It's just like I was watching this piece on these uh, uh, Caucasians. I've seen it before on these Caucasians that have uh, uh, territorialized themselves off in Southern Africa and no African no African can live. Some can't even work in that community. You tell me where Africans could go someplace, particularly in Europe, and do that. Or any other country and do that. I tell you, family, we got to get on the, in the right mind. Let me catch this caller. Let me catch this caller in here. Hey, my sister, how are you, Abia? Uh, Faraha Kusaliwa, Malcolm X. Uh, <laughs> right our on. Shining, our shining star. That's right. Uh, He's our black prince. Yes, he our is. Our black prince. Mm-hmm. And this is a joyous day to celebrate. What a awesome legend and icon and leader and brother. And I appreciate all the, you know, it's a wonderful program. And, you know, I just salute our honor, but he gave his life to us. Yes. So uh, he is just the epitome of greatness and a wonderful black man. And, and I appreciate you bringing out, calling it out, a great father, right. a great husband, a great leader, articulate. And he just, uh, you know, he brings us to so much consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm echoing uh, some of the stories I heard earlier. I, I read his book, uh, The Autobiography of yeah, yeah. I became a militant. 
I yeah. think I was like in the seventh grade or something like Sister, that. I, I did too. Military, I did right? too. And you I know? just said, and so, and so, it's so powerful. Yeah. And so, and he, and he also taught us to believe that we, to know we are a beautiful people. We are strong people. He, he was saying things. Who taught y'all to to press your head? Who taught y'all to go whatever right. your, your how you look is? You are beautiful. And he he was calling it out to who the 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 vitriol needs to go to. He was calling it the the mm-hmm. white man. The injustices of the white man, how what he was doing. So I, I, I appreciate him forever, and he's just powerful. And and thank mm-hmm. you for celebrating uh, his story. And it was great to hear all the accolades. Talk about the good things uh, yeah. that our people do. And so he, he's just a star, and you know, and there's so many teachings that he has yeah. for us. You know, and he's talking about justice, um, and. Uh, so I just give thanks for that, you know. Too. And I'm calling out this brother, uh, the, the brother that, that uh, he um, used to try to he performed like uh, Michael Jackson. He was a, impersonated for Michael Jackson. And, okay, uh, that's the one that got killed, killed on the, on the subway. Jordan Neely. I yeah, believe. yeah. And so I'm just calling out his name uh, I say. for instance. I mean, because. Um, it's a you know this vicious white monster, yeah. Marine gonna come from the back and and kill and, him and kill him. And so, so listen, yeah, listen, and, listen, and so then, listen, 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 sister. He took listen, sister. Listen, Habia, Habia, Habia. He took that man yeah. for fifteen minutes. Choked him. Choked him. And, and then gonna talk about he didn't know that he would kill him. Yes, he did. He choked him for fifteen goddamn minutes. He knew it. He knew it. He knew it, and I know that uh, Malcolm X would shout out about that. And and and, I, and I'm giving, our, you know, our shades to New York. I mean, we do what we choose. I mean, the people we have a lot of unity that you know that that we need to recognize. But the people, the, the black people, they was rising up in New York City. They said, "No, you're not going to just let this white boy go home and stay home and get off the hook." And, and so and, they're making uh, some progress. It could be more. They need to be charging the white boy with murder and etc. But I'm still giving. Um, you know, accolades to us and the unity, right and we need to be listening to Malcolm X because right. he called it out. That and, that, uh, that, that Caucasian, been, that huh? Caucasian through GoFundMe has raised over two million dollars. Caucasians for across black, for killing that black man, innocent black man, and 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 then they lying on him. I I know uh, you, there's some things said about Al Sharpton, but I know that he he has been propagating. You know, he's disputed. They have witnesses. He was not threatening anyone. He was saying, I'm hungry. And so this white boy, he thinks that's the license for him to go kill somebody, you know, and the, they are, um, you know, they, they're doing his funeral today. And I'm, I'm, I'm just saying prayers for that. I say. And, you know, give thanks to them. And, you, you know, the other thing of, of, for our I'm just giving accolades up, you know, that, that's just the powerful, um, the Dr. Akima that, that you, that you had speak. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I mean, she was speaking at an outsourcing organization, going for reparations. So, and I'm so I'm, I'm just giving him that. And I know that I hear outsourcing. He he does give, uh, he he gives praises to Malcolm X. I, I've heard right. him say it and support of reparations and some other things. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's Sister, some, yeah, yeah, some, Doctor Arkina. things, but it's some good things too. Right, right. That was and a few if years ago. Loving Malcolm X and 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 calling his name, we're just gonna keep following. So I say, I say, I say, and I be for the Hodi A. I'll be before Hoodie, my sister, please. And thank you for honoring him on his birthday today. Oh, oh, great you know, program. I say. I say, I say, I say. Oh, thank you, sister. 
Have a blessed day. You know, I know I'll probably see you tomorrow or Sunday at, at the festival. So I look forward to yeah, seeing you. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You know, sometimes, Bob Oshie, a lot of times it rains at the festival, but, you know, so oh, when it oh, stops raining, they go right on back right. to the, the festival. Exactly. It doesn't dampen that's my spirit at all. So much. <laughs> okay. Peace to you, my sister. A BB40. A is our victorious destiny. Family, thank you for all who have called. Brother Paul from across the pond. Brother Irv. And of course, you know Jay. Jay has been, the case, been on the case here since I started with Time for an Awakening. You know, Brother Ralph. Brother Ralph has been with me when I first started here uh, dealing with um, uh, uh, Black Talk Radio, Blog Talk Radio. Obviously, Mama Nabantu in the conscious community, beautiful sister, as well as I be. I thank all of you who call in and all of you who are listening. So I was surprised to find out how many people do listen. And I know um, Brother, Brother Paul has told me that. Brothers and sisters, so we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they sure the hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful weekend. Go out and enjoy the festivities wherever city you're at, hopefully having something in honor of that great Jegna, that great man. Brother Omawali, El Haj, Malik El Shabazz, Malcolm X. Brothers and sisters, Shem Hotep. That means go in peace. A Sante Sana means thank you. Abib Hodie. Abib Hodie means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Have a blessed and wonderful day. Enjoy the weekend. Peace, family. <laughs>